You're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. And welcome back to another talk for It's Not Cheating is Ethical and Consensual Non-Monogamy. Um, we are now on the wild side. Let me tell you, because this panel, oh my gosh, they've already got my ribs cracking with laughing. So this is going to be a fun talk. The talk is what's wrong with swinging. Um, We're going to be talking about all different misconceptions and um, ideas that people have around all of this that are just way, way far out. We've got Mickey and Mallory from The Casual Swinger, who I absolutely adore. These two are brilliant AF, let me just tell you. Um, Bob and Nikki from Our Naughty Escapades, who have a fun Twitter account. You definitely want to follow them. <laughs> Tiff and Rachel from Sapphic Swingers. Who, by the way, if you are not familiar with their podcast, will have you in stitches. Oh my God, these ladies are out of control. And monogamous marriage, who might just be the most attractive couple I have ever seen in my entire life. And then they're also brilliant. So it's like, what's a girl to do? Um, so here we are with a thoughtful and entertaining panel all about swinging. Let's get started. Mickey and Mallory, take it away. All right. First of all, thanks to the folks from Dating Kinky. And for this It's Not Cheating weekend, this makes us uh, really happy. And we're excited to bring some of our friends and fellow content creators to all of your <clears throat> folks and, and just talk about kind of what's what's broken in the word swinging and the lifestyle and ethical non-monogamy and consensual non-monogamy because even though we find these ways to identify ourselves and and people that are like us, we still end up hearing things. And we're going to talk about this in a few, like, oh, well, you're not a a real swinger. You're not really in the lifestyle because you don't like your peanut butter and jelly the same way I do. Yeah. And on the other end of that is I'm not actually a swinger. I only do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. (laughs) So our question for our panelists today is, is what is a swinger? So I'd like to start, um, we're going to start at the top with the beautiful ladies, Tiff and Rachel. And from your, from your perspective, what is a swinger? You know, we, we thought a lot about this because it's, it can encompass so many different things. Uh, for me, I kept it simple. I think it's uh, consensual sexual engagement with someone who isn't your partner uh, with limited or no emotions involved in it. Is, is my basic bare bones, but it really, there's so many depths to it, but uh, bare bones, that's me. Rachel's way smarter than me, so she'll uh... <laughs> <laughs> what, what, I, what I view a swinger is a couple or a single who choose to have an o- open relationship, um, which would generally include sexy fun outside your romantic relationship. But that can be that can be anything. There's so many levels of swinging from voyeur, exhibitionist, 
soft swap, full swap. So there's, I mean, I, I assume all of those are considered swingers. I see I, this is where we can panel. Let's panel discuss this now. So lawyer exhibitionist. So like the way I see it, <clears throat> sexual engagement, if you're just performing or if you're you know, having sex in front of people or just watching, it's engagement. So, but I'm a little on the fence about if, you know, lawyers, exhibitionists uh, cross the line, not to label everyone or be like, we would never judge anyone. You want to come hang out and watch me have sex. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. No way. <laughs> Are we selling tickets at the door? I mean, I mean, I'll watch the dog. I mean, <laughs> yes. So yeah, you know, while y'all are talking about your definitions, I'm curious what what the panel thinks about lawyers and exhibitions. Right, as part of the swinging, the swinging, and they're more than welcome. <laughs> right. All right. So let let's go to Bob and Nikki and and get your thoughts on what a swinger is, and if you want to extrapolate or, or expand on what uh, Tiff and Rachel said, go for it. Um, I mean, I know for me, I think swinging is exactly that where um you know you're yeah you're swinging um (laughs) you know you're either taking part in extracurricular sexual activity of some sort whether it be soft swap full swap um you know with another couple or with another person depending on if you're single or a couple you know or playing with singles Can you guys hear us? We can hear you, but not okay. Bob. Okay. I'll translate. Bob loves sexy men. Because there's <laughs> nothing wrong with being bisexual man lifestyle. And Bob is into it. And that's totally cool. We love him. We support him. <laughs> very, very cool. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. I just turned off my video. That's all that happened here. <laughs> Should we go ahead and give our answer while they figure out their technical difficulties? Absolutely. Get the space. They should be good. All right. Yeah, so I think, first of all, a swinger is someone who's willing to wear a really terrible label. Like I think the word swinger itself is like, would anyone want that in their New York Times obituary? I assume <laughs> everyone on this panel has a New York Times obituary. And would you want you're attached to your name. So that's my first take on Swinger. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, a holdover from the 50s or the 70s, right? And right. it's uh, it doesn't have great connotations associated with it. Um, you think of like key parties and people just having random hookups and, um, you know, like notches and belts and whatever. And that hasn't been our experience of it at all. Um, when Nookie was on... Tiff and Rachel's podcast, she said that she was a polyamorous monoromantic. Mm-hmm. And when I unpacked that, I was like, that's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using the wrong word, right? So polyamorous is meaning that, you know, we, we sometimes sleep with the people we care about. So we have a group of close friends and um, like we love hanging out with them and socializing and, you know, having parties. And sometimes we actually have sex with them. Um, yeah, that's if that's polyamorous, then that's what I am. Um, yeah. I don't have a lot of like random hookups with strangers. Some swingers do, but that's not our style. And yeah, mm-hmm. and as far as the monoromantic part, I mostly uh, just want to have life with this guy and have sex with other people that I like. Well, he's handsome. I don't blame you. I mean, we're not into it. 
that's cool. You know, you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, we think, we, we think he's pretty. I'm <laughs> wearing makeup, so don't be fooled. <laughs> Excellent job. That's okay. You can keep it on, dear. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Bob and Nikki are going to rejoin a uh, slight technical snafu there that punted us as well. So apologies for that. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I hear everybody talking about what is a swinger and they're talking about what we do. But what I didn't hear anybody really talking about, and I'm curious if any of you have any thoughts about it, is what about emotionally or socially? Is there anything that identifies us that maybe is a little different than your average person? And I, and I say vanilla not to be uh, you know, insulting or anything, but, but somebody that lives their life in a monogamous heterosexual or even, you know, bisexual or, or homosexual with only one person, is there something different about somebody that wants to be non-vanilla and something different? I mean, just socially, is it different? Well, I think we all see it in the strength of our relationships, uh, just because of the openness that you start off with. So in a first conversation with someone you've met in the swinging lifestyle, you're likely to discuss, to discuss how they like to come, who they, what their favorite sex position is, things that I have not yet gotten to with my best friends who don't identify as swingers. So I think that's that brings a level of intimacy that most people don't know and that I didn't know before I started in the lifestyle. So when you say strength of relationships, you mean like, us with our friends? Yes, with anyone that we're talking to. Right. And I'd say the strength of relationship between us has to be there as well, right? You have to have that foundation of good communication, trust, um, you know, feeling very secure in your relationship so that jealousy doesn't become too much of a problem. Um, so that has to be kind of the foundational level before these next, um, you know, next step kind of things can happen, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So while we're waiting for Bob and Nikki to get back on, so we all kind of know the term swinger, right? And I know personally that my perception of it was a lot different before I migrated into the lifestyle or started looking into it. I think that's pretty normal. What do you guys think? Did you have a different perception of the lifestyle or swinging before you entered into it? When, you know, when we first started exploring the swinger lifestyle, whatever word we want to use, uh, back in 2013, I was like, this actually exists. I was like, there's swinger clubs. They actually call it. it like, 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 like when I was said, it was like, it's so 1970s. Like, what is going on here? What if, you know, I couldn't believe that we live like 15 minutes away from a club where you could go and have sex in front of other people or with other people. Uh, so that, that kind of blew my mind. I don't know. You, you agree? Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I guess I had been a swinger before. Before I met Tiff and didn't even realize it. I mean, I, I had had threesomes and foursomes and I went to like this house that, that was kind of set up like a swinger club. And then and then the moment that we first went to a swinger club, it kind of hit me like, oh my God, this was like a weird rural, rural version of swinging. You just didn't call it that. I did, right, of course, because that, yeah, that term is not anything that we were used to. But I like to call those the dark ages before she met Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, I think it's entertaining. It, you know, we, we talk about this and, and what we thought it was and then what it became. And we, we talk about, you know, swinging. And, and there was a good question uh, from Hoppers. They actually asked about taking the word swingers back. And if you search swingers, half the results are about golf. 
So I think that a lot of people have started to see some other terms, which kind of takes us to our next question, which is where we're asking about terminology, right? And it is swinging the same thing as consensual non-monogamy or ethical non-monogamy. Are those the same thing? Do any of these terms have negative connotations? And, and I think some of us have indicated, and in, in maybe even the hoppers there, that swinging does have a negative connotation. So are they the same thing, consensual non-monogamy and ethical non-monogamy? And is it the same thing as swinging? And is that a good thing? Uh, let's start with Bob and Nikki since we unceremoniously punted them. Yeah, I'm still trying to get my bearings again. You go. Um. <laughs> like, what give Nikki a minute. All right, we'll give Nikki a minute. How about, how about you, Mike and Kate? Um, I think um, consensual and ethical non-monogamy is, a, is a, a term that would encompass more than just swingers. So, you know, under that broad umbrella, you might have people who are open and people who are poly and people who think spaces have sex with other people as well. So I think um, ethical non-monogamy is a, a broader umbrella and swingers is one of the, you know, one of the categories under that. Um, but yeah, I think even in swinger spaces, you're going to find people who have different labels for themselves. So in our swinger tribe, we've got, um, you know, a poly quad and um, a poly triad, and they swing within those relationships. And so any, a, a swinger is no, it's not a single thing, right? It's, um, again, like these are all categories, but you can have tidy borders. Nice. How also, about you? when you think about how you viewed it from the outside, our experience was we didn't even know we were inside once we were inside. We because, didn't know we were single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of with um, one of Kate's friends that happened very organically. And then we went to a club and did nothing with anyone else. And then we did a vacation. And you know, after a while, we realized, oh, we're in a lifestyle by just taking these little steps that individually weren't a big deal. So, Mike, I got to know, did like the welcome wagon come by and bring you a gift basket like you just moved to the neighborhood? How did you find out that you were a <laughs> Yeah, it was a very special moment, but yeah. All right. <laughs> and Rachel, how about you? Consensual non-monogamy, ethical non-monogamy, are they the same thing as a swinger? Is, I mean, are these interchangeable terms? I see them as interchangeable. I mean, consensual non-monogamy and ethical non-monogamy. Um, obviously, you you are, you have, I mean, I view it as two or more people engaging in, in sex or love and communication before, before that behavior. And so the ethical part is respect, and that that's kind of encompassed in in the whole the whole swinger community. I mean, I I, I mean, I think that's first and foremost with swinging. I, I think maybe like one difference would be like swinging. We might go to the club and not even actually say anything to a woman and end up having sex. Which is true. <laughs> I ain't mad, <laughs> but it's like. You know, you're not talking about like a lot of you know. Stuff at all. Get her name. I mean, it happens. You know. <laughs> So maybe that's more the swinging versus the consensual non-monogamy. I don't know. This is a tough question because it's it's they all seem sort of all all uh, intertwined to us. Right. 
I'm just horny. What can I say? It's been months since I've It's here to be on basis. It's not helping me. I'm going to masturbate. I'll be right back. <laughs> and this is why we can't take each other seriously, folks. This is why we can't have nice so, things. So, Bob and Nikki, do you think ethical and consensual non-monogamy are the same things? And it's, do you see, like, any negative connotation around those? Well, I had to look them up because there <laughs> obviously had to be a difference between the two of them. But I consider them the same thing. Um, you know, I just, I think they go hand in hand. You know, and, and ethically was, you know, more about the kindness and consensual is more about the act. So I do. I think they go side by side with, you know, swinging um, or, what swinging, or what swinging in our life is, is how I would say it. You know, we don't put ourselves in situations where people wouldn't be kind and things like that. So um I think, I mean, for us, I would say we probably feel they should be the same thing, but I mean, they do have different definitions. Um, negative connotation on swinger, hell yeah, it has a horrible connotation. People think of it as like those tea parties back in the 70s and my parents <laughs> were doing, you know? It's just crazy, but it's not. It's, it, it's just people who enjoy sharing each other and experiences with others. You know, and watching your partner or enjoying your partner with someone else. It, it's all, it, it to me, they're the same. Long story short. The same. <laughs> yeah. You know, from, from our perspective, uh, not that we're here to answer questions because you guys are the stars of the show, but I, I know Mallory uh, better than probably anybody and certainly better than her gynecologist does. And I would say that if somebody is not operating or comporting themselves ethically, there's no chance she's going to do something consensually. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So by virtue of that fact, uh, they can very much be the same thing. But that kind of takes us, you know, to the question of ethics and, and consent and how our play styles is, is people. So has anybody on this panel ever had their status as consensually or ethically non-monogamous uh, has anyone ever had their status challenged? Right? I mean, uh, so, but actually, it looks like the these are out of order, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> uh, there we go. So, and, and we're going to get to your individual play styles. And because I do, one of the reasons that, that this panel is who it is, is because we all create similar but different kinds of content and have similar but different play styles. So, uh, tell us a little bit about whether your status was challenged by somebody that didn't share your play style. And what we're talking about is if you're in the, in a club and lifestyle clubs are probably the most frequent place to have this, or maybe even online in, you know, SLS. Or I have SDC. to agree. Yeah. I think that's where we've experienced the most. Uh, is, okay. So your answer is no, you don't want to play with me. So you're not really in the lifestyle then, or you're not really a swinger then. So starting with Tiff and Rachel, mm -hmm. and cause you guys have a very unique relationship. <laughs> lifestyle. So I want to start with you and give you some room to to wiggle here. Okay. Um, first of all, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> well, I'm not a swinger, so next. <laughs> um, absolutely, because we're we're two women in in the lifestyle, and guys are like, sweet threesome. Uh, we've actually had a, a, a gentleman who was genuinely insulted that we didn't want to play with him. 
uh, as if like everyone in lifestyle or every woman in lifestyle is by default, at least they're in a man, right? Um, and that couple, they actually had hall passes. So. Yeah. They would so go they on dates do, with other people. They could do whatever <laughs> they wanted, but he would not even allow her to play with us. And we're like, okay, he was that mad. <laughs> so it, it seemed like they, they were just very just shocked by it, but I don't know, like, maybe people don't consider us lifestyle or swinger. I don't know. I mean, we, we definitely have fun with the ladies. <laughs> um, well, and, and, and so Tiff brought up a point where, where a guy was offended. But then conversely, I mean, we have found in the lifestyle that I want to say the majority of women tend to be bisexual. Luckily, um, that we've met. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, but there are a few totally straight women, and we completely respect that. And so, obviously, if they're totally straight, that doesn't necessarily drive with our play style. But, but listen, some of my best friends are heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of our best friends. <laughs> we don't mind. We love it. Like, it's just like the guys. So we don't play with, with the guys. But honestly, like we're talking about the vanilla relationships. No, no vanilla relationship can even come close to the relationship we have with our swinger friends or yes. lifestyle friends or whatever you want to call it. Um, even though we don't do anything with the guys, like they're our best friends. And like, yep. once they've seen your O face, like, come on. <laughs> they've seen you naked, they've seen you bagging their wife or girlfriend. Like, like what is left to not be open about? You of can course. talk about everything. And it's so awesome. We can, you know, we don't mind. We'll sleep in bed naked next to them. It's fine. You make, make coffee just... in the morning, you're still naked. <laughs> like, it's so cool. So comfortable. I, I like it. <laughs> well, I don't what the question was. Did I answer it? I, don't even know. I, I, I think you totally did, and, and we're going to delve more into your personal play style here in a minute. Uh, but, so let's go to Bob and Nikki. And, and Bob, I know that you shirt cock when you make coffee. So tell us, you know, over your lifestyle journey, because I think as a, and, and I'm going to put this in air quotes. You can't see me, but as a traditional lifestyler, uh, you know, you guys probably went through a long process as you went into the lifestyle where your playstyle changed. So have you ever had your status changed by somebody that didn't share your playstyle before it evolved into what it is today? Or has it happened today? Go ahead. Me? Do it? No, I don't care. Right. Okay, so we started a soft swap. And that was a comfort level for him and I. And it constantly was, why don't you fool? I don't understand why would you just want oral sex instead of, you know, full penetration? Well, for us, that's what we were comfortable with. And as we grew in time and a lot of talking and a lot of discussions and we'd take a step forward, go into the full arena and something wouldn't be right, then we'd step back. So yes, we've been found. It has changed drastically. I guess we started it was just me playing with girls it was kind of in that tip and rachel area <laughs> he just kind of watched <laughs> and that was it so we've really gone we have but we we did get challenged one time at a club where we were talking to a couple and you know they asked if we wanted to go play and we said sure but you know just just so you know we're soft swap and he looked at nikki and said well you'll suck my dick but you won't fuck me <laughs> What oh. good are you? And he walked away. <laughs> you missed your cue, Bob. You should have said, I'll fuck you. <laughs> I was shocked. I mean, I was I was just sitting there like, all right, cool, peace, have a good one. You know, see you later. And that was, that was early, early. So it kind of, 
Yeah, that because was we were very new yeah. when that happened. So. Like, are they all assholes or yeah. just this one? Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. it's all so. right. And but, Tiff, I said I was sorry about getting mad that one time. <laughs> one time I get mad because I have to watch. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're busy. <laughs> well, b- before we finish up today, we're going to talk about how to deal with people that that challenge you or don't approve of your lifestyle or the way that you lifestyle, whether that's consensual, ethical, or just a small. Yeah, so I don't think we asked Mike and Kate, have you guys in your experience um, out here in the Swingerverse ever had your status or your style challenged by other people in the circle? Yeah, it happened only once to us in a club and the form of the challenge was just a facial expression like, oh, and I think it wasn't actually anything evil on their part. They were new. They thought the lifestyle was one thing. They thought it's people you make eye contact and you take your clothes off. And when we told them that's really not how we do it, um, it was just a surprise to them. So we were actually part of their journey learning about the variety of forms there are within the lifestyle. So it wasn't actually a negative experience. We were kind of helping them along the way, I think. All right. So I, I think that we've all had those experiences, right? I think those experiences have, have maybe shaped us maybe. And what I worry about is what about newbies that, you know, have these experiences uh, maybe early on in their lifestyle journey and it pushes them away. Maybe they think they're not good enough. Maybe they think that they can't engage or that they shouldn't be there because they don't belong. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, th- those things are, are all pretty rough. Uh, I mean, so let's talk a little bit, uh, and so let's go to the relationship now question. I'd like to talk about our individual relationships a little bit, Miss Nookie. Uh, you know, so let's let's start with Mike and Kate, since uh, I love their thoughtful answers here. Tell us about your relationship. How do you identify, and has your play style evolved over the years? Where did it start, and what did it become, and how did that evolution happen? Well, I think we're in a very fortunate position and that we don't really have to identify. Like in terms of having a brief answer that you can communicate to people, everything about what we do is long-term. So just last night, we had sex with a couple that, so yes, we've broken our COVID singing fast. We're jealous. And, <laughs> right. And the, the conversation with that couple started just over three years ago. So And we it, had sex with them for the first time last night. Yeah. Wow. That so takes edgy to a new level. Yeah. Well, we're glacier slow. So we're, so having a label isn't that important because we're going to talk to you for hours before anything happens. And we're going to listen to you for hours too. And we're going to know where you're coming from as well. Yeah. And of course that's evolved over time, right? So um, at the beginning, we just wanted to have organic encounters. So our first experience was with my best friend, and one night we had been drinking, and we started kissing, and then we were having a threesome. And I thought, this is amazing. I don't know what it's called exactly, other than threesome, but I want more of it. Um, so we just started, you know, looking for other friends who might have that kind of, you know, barrier-breaking down experience with. And we didn't know what to call it. We just wanted to have friends that we could also maybe enter into the sex world with. And, um, you know, we just 
slowly discovered other places where you can find those friends, like online dating or eating with them with desire. And yeah, so I don't know, everything is an evolution, right? And um, so we don't like the word singer. Um, we kind of use the lifestyle, but even that's a little vague. So. Yeah, I, don't know. Yeah, I, I think there are a lot of terms for it, right? We had we had a guest on our show that called it the naughty. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was that was pretty entertaining, uh, and that was how he referred to it. So when we talk about this, you, so you guys are basically a full swap lifestyle couple, but you're you're a long ball couple, right? You want to get to know somebody and really maybe get in their head a little bit. And so my question before we move on for you guys. Do you think that makes the sex better? Is that is that why you do it? Is it the, the deeper relationship? Is that where you're after? Well, it's kind of who we are. So it's not even the better way or the worst way. It's probably just the only way we're going to do it. And it's also very different between the two of us. So I can meet someone, have dinner with them, and instantly feel very close and connected and have chemistry and have sex with them that night. Mike is a little more long game. You know, he needs to feel a little more comfort and um, tends to take a little bit longer to get there than I do. Um, and we've given each other the freedom to go at our own paces. So if I want to go ahead and have sex with a couple that night when we first meet them and Mike's not comfortable yet, I'm allowed to go off on my own with them and he can take his time and get to know them, um, you know, over the next few years if that's what it takes. Yeah. Are there any couples on this panel that you had sex with the first time you met them? Any couples at all? Hmm. There are a couple wait, looking ladies here. Right. <laughs> I, say, I think the rest of us are standing in line. I was going to say, I, my, my ticket's really, really far. I'm like Beetlejuice. I'm so far back in line. All right. Let's go to uh, Bob and Nikki. So, Paul? Tell us a little bit about your relationship. You know, how would you identify your style in the, you know, as a swinger or a lifestyler? And has it been the same? You said you started soft. How how has it progressed? Where are you guys now? Go ahead. Right. So for us, we, um, when we started, it, it was more um, soft swap and um, girl, girl for Nikki. Um, and I would play. Not you. <laughs> but i would say that 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 has definitely changed but i would say now we are um you know we do enjoy getting to know people we're before we play we're, we're more social swingers i would say um for us it's a little different i mean i can meet a couple and go to bed that night and nikki takes a little longer yeah. but i do enjoy getting to know people i like to hear their story you know, and it for us, it does make play a little more comfortable because you have a relationship, you have a foundation. So therefore, the play is not as... Relationship's a strong word. But you have a compatibility. You know, you've laughed, you've talked, you've got something in common. Yes. Relationship is probably, probably too, far. Word. Yeah. too far. Too <clears throat> far. Connection. Connection. That's good. Yeah. Um, but now we are, I mean, we're or soft swap or full swap, you know, it's situational, all of it's situational, but we, um, you know, we have dabbled in some other things and not liked it or tried some other things and have, but for the most part, you know, we're 
We're your conventional conventional swingers, I guess. Yeah. And, and by conventional, do you mean full swap? Yeah, we're full swap. We, we we'll full swap, soft swap. I mean, it it just depends on how the other couple is. Um, there's some that we you know soft swap with. There's some we full with. There's we just don't have to do full swap, I guess. Yeah. If they're more comfortable soft swapping, some of our best like encounters has been soft swap because it slows everything down a little bit. You're not in a hurry. You don't have to rush to the end goal. Um, but then again, we also have great ones that are full swaps. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good though, because, and we're going to kind of expand on all of this in a minute, right? We're building to something here. So it's good to hear that while you guys have some things in common, with Mike and Kate, who talked before you, there's still a bit of a difference there, right? Mm -hmm. and, and even Mike and Kate have their differences where Mike is definitely more cerebral and wants to dig in a little bit. And, you know, if Kate's feeling it, then Tiff and Rachel are in deep trouble. So <laughs> let's hear from the lovely ladies of Florida. Uh, tell us a little bit about your relationship and how you identify and if that play style developed over time or if it's always been that way. Oh, so, oh, that was so sweet. Come on. <laughs> I got I to gotta choose it up for all the fans out there. Come on. <laughs> you know, I'm a little hard now. <laughs> little. little. So there's a particular <laughs> we didn't know about until we got, in the, we got in the lifestyle was sapiosexual, like more attracted, like the smarter, you know, like the, the good conversation. Obviously, no one's, I'm not putting that on our profile, but, but that's kind of cool. Like, uh, like Manai was just talking about, like, you know, more, more cerebral. That, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so uh, back to me, because it's all about me, me, me. Uh, us, baby. Oh, no, me. <laughs> uh, so we've been together uh, 14 years, uh, married for nine. Uh, we started Lifestyle about seven years ago. And Rach touched on a little bit how she was a little bit kind of Lifestyle, perhaps, but didn't know it. Lifestyle light. Yeah, yeah Lifestyle light. <laughs> it's like diet diet lifestyle i guess um and so when we got together i said there's no way i would ever be into any kind of threesome nothing i said no way don't even don't even ask me but then <laughs> so about seven and a half years ago we heard somebody talking about uh, a club where you could go watch people have sex i'm like that sounds kind of cool so i was like you want to go do that she's like yeah you want to do that Hell yeah. <laughs> so I looked up the club and I'm like, uh, looking out there like, oh, it's a swinger club. So I'm like, what's a swinger club? Uh, so we started listening to podcasts. And so that all sort of developed from there. We're like, all right, it took us a few months to build up the courage to actually finally go to, to a swinger club. And, every, you know, downhill ever since, I guess. But, um, yeah, I think that's a, kind of our, our, our prerequisite to, uh, to swing. Do you want to talk about our play style? No, I don't want to. She <laughs> says no. I don't want to hear My voice is horrible. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me talking. <laughs> so our play style has always been only women and mostly same room. And I, um, so in the beginning, obviously exclusively same room, but as our friendships have developed and trust has developed between some of our closer playmates, kind of as you guys all touched on before, um, we, we have done some separate play. And um, yeah, it's, it's rare for us because part of, part of the pleasure and hotness that we get um, out of swinging is watching each other being turned on and enjoying the situation. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing separate play, you don't necessarily get that. Um, so I would, say, I would say that might have been the one evolution of our play style. Yeah. 
pretty much. I'm just laughing at Tip over here doing the scissor bang Scissors. with her finger. <laughs> 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 so, sometimes you mash vaginas together. Uh, yeah. Scissoring. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you gotta, all right, you got Should we demo it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that next time. I, I needed the visual aid to really come to terms for the If you're going to demo, uh, I'm going to charge next time. Uh, do you want to talk about our play style at all before we move on here because what we're going on to is probably going to get a little yeah yeah i'll go over our play style so um you mickey was in a relationship uh in the lifestyle previous to me um so i think we started off more just girl on girl play um anytime i knew learn a new behavior um like a stubborn dog It takes me a long time to adapt to the situation to where I feel comfortable, but I was uh, very bisexual in high school where it wasn't um, widely accepted um, and it was kind of covert and undercover. And when I met him and we started exploring, we had the opportunity to kind of really dig into that part of me. And in swinging, I think that opened up the door to, you know, some soft swap opportunities and then we started full swap and now it's kind of, I don't want to say a free for all, but I feel <laughs> like we've gotten to a place where just about anything can be on the table. You know, it really depends on the people that we meet and the environment that, that we're in at the time. I I'm probably a little bit closer to like, you know, a Mike or Nikki where it takes me a little bit longer to, to earn the trust. I've never been, you know, an, an abused stray feral cat or anything, but it's just where my comfort level is. It takes me a while to really get warmed up there. Yeah. I, I only have to argue about one point and this is just because if Jay from average swingers is either on this or listening to it later, the only thing that's not on the table is my butt. <laughs> well, <laughs> You let me in once or twice. <laughs> you know, so I uh, have this book about ass that uh, I'd like to share with you sometime. Just... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're writing a book about ass right now, so yeah. <clears throat> oh, wow, there's so many, so many things I could say. I don't want to get any rabbit holes here. You know, when we first got started together in the lifestyle, we were still learning a lot of things about even just how to say no, even how to say no gracefully mm -hmm. if there was somebody we weren't interested in. And it was a big struggle. And that's very true. I had a hard time saying no. We, I didn't know. I, I knew I could, but I didn't know how. We did. We found yeah. ourselves in bed with a lady that experimented on rats. Oh, we were like, oh, and, and her husband was a mortician. And we're like, oh, no. How did we get here? How did this happen? And uh, it, because you just don't know how to have that conversation. So, one of the ways that we would have that conversation, while there really is a book about ass, uh, but you know, one of the ways we would start to have that conversation is that actually, no, we're not into that. It was easier than saying we're not into you. And so someone looked at us and said, oh, so you're not really a swinger then. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, I've been doing this since before you could drive. He's, he's all like, <laughs> I will say he got very indignant and he was very offended. Like, you can't kick me out of a club. Like, that's yeah. not your role here. I earned my spot here. You are not cool. So yeah. the, the, the way I want to go on with this a little bit is it was said to us, is, is that okay? And is it right or wrong? 
you know, for somebody to tell you, you don't belong because you don't do it their way. And I know we've talked about this a good bit, but what I'd like you guys to talk about a little bit is how you approach it. And I know we have that as a separate question, but I think we have plenty of questions from the listeners to address, to take us past this. So is it okay for somebody to say that to you? And if they do, how do you deal with it? I mean, and how do, I mean, if you say, if you're saying no, cause you don't like them or no, cause it's not your play style. Is there a difference? I don't think there is. I don't know. So how do you deal with somebody's negative response to your reaction or to your rejection? Mm. Walk away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let, let's start with Bob and Nikki. I mean, basically that, I mean, if we say no and they want to, you know, push us, push us or cop attitude about it, then it's, Hey, it was great meeting you. Have a good night. You know, maybe it, we'll see you again sometime. It also affirms how I felt or we felt with saying no, whatever the reason being, if you're going to be an asshole to me because I respectfully decline, right. then you weren't anyone I wanted to get to know in or out of the bedroom or play area in right. general. So, yeah. Yeah, we just walk away. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. That That's a lot nicer than my fuck you clown. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. He's so eloquent. I always want to see the reaction to where I'm like, oh, yeah, well, fuck you. All right. <laughs> Uh, Tiff and Rachel, what are your thoughts on it? And I think, you know, and again, I, I love having you guys on this panel because your lifestyle dynamic is so unique, but you're also so open and energetic about it. I can't imagine somebody being negative toward you guys, but has that happened and how have you handled it? Uh, you know, we've had a few occasions where someone is like, a little bit homophobic like if it's not towards us usually guys are like yay two women let's watch them have sex <laughs> but they're like hey two guys are like no don't talk I'm like fuck you man this is this is open this is judgment free it should be yes. but unfortunately there's still a lot of bias judgment lifestyle whether it's you know uh based on uh your you know uh how you, how you play or, you know, your, you know, your color or your weight or whatever it is. Like it's, it's ridiculous. This should be the most judgment free place in the world. Um, we've, we've had some negativity. Well, I, I, I want to pinpoint on that. So conversely to, to what Tiff said, um, because they hear that we're two lesbians, they think that we want to play with every single woman. And that's, oh, yeah. that's obviously not our play style. I mean, we, we need, we need to have, um, we need to have chemistry with a girl. And that's, that's kind of our, our, our go-to response on emails as well. Like we'll go out for a drink. We'll see if we all click. We'll see if there's chemistry there because if that's all there, there's never going to be play. And it doesn't matter what your right. play style is. Or what you look if, like. If you don't if, have that, that personality, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. And it's a lot easier to reject somebody online than in person. Cause we go, to, I mean, when before COVID bullshit, we used to go to uh, trapeze every, every Saturday, night, every Saturday pretty yeah. much every Saturday. And then, the, you know, we do the cruises and, of course, Fomageddon and all the fun stuff, all the parties. But I'm like, now, nowadays, it's like, it's like people write us and we say, oh, sorry, with COVID, we can't do anything. But face-to-face -face rejection is a little bit harder. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, but people feel that, again, like Rachel said, that we just want to put our face in everyone's vagina, which isn't true. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, <laughs> I mean, come on, all right. <laughs> Now, initially, like, way, way less, like, interested in getting to know the woman when we first started. Like, like I said, we might not even get to know her name if she starts kissing us. We're like, game on. Um, but now we've, like, we find it's way better to, to, to you know, be friends with her and, you know, like, get to know her, her, her partner. And 
it just makes it so much better um, for us. So I, fe I feel like we're moving more towards that in the past few years than, than we were in the beginning. I think you've gone totally off the question. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> I love you guys. That's right, more wine solves more everything. More wine, that'll do it. Okay. That'll I'll be over here. here. <laughs> All right, Mike and Kate, uh, tell us tell us about how you deal with that. I mean, that your, your style's not their style, it's not okay. They're not willing to wait for you, Mike. Is there, is there a way to deal with that? Well, we have a bit of a problem in that we've become so good at saying no in an inoffensive way that people think, oh, they're really into it. It's just, it really is this thing that just came up for a problem. And where you usually count on in the lifestyle, um, if you make a good excuse a couple of times, people get the idea that, oh, they're really not into it. So I know this is very indirect, but, um, but it's a problem because people ju they just keep coming and coming. They never get the message because they think all those excuses are actual real excuses. They don't notice the pattern. <laughs> They're in the yes side of us. So that's something we got to work on. Well, and in our approach of, you know, only sleeping with people who we consider friends, um, largely avoids all of this, right? So yeah. we're not going to invite people over if we don't feel like we really like them. And um, if in the moment as we're starting to play, things don't go the way that we hoped or the way that they hoped, the people we hang out with are gonna be the cool people who are like, it's okay, like we can totally change direction and that's not gonna hurt our feelings. We still really like yeah. you guys. So um, yeah, so we do a lot of reading out before we even get around to sex talk. We wanna have good people, decent people who are gonna be understanding and patient and gentle with us and we're not going to have people who are mean or like yeah right so as sex positive people do we owe it to anybody or should we correct them when they do it wrong should we tell people this isn't yeah. the way to do it i mean it, is that thing. the way to change it is that because you felt compelled to address it on site yeah where i had to digest it there for a minute and go you know is, is that really what this community is about and you know we were judgment free we we accept all walks and all kinds and is it my job to stand up and go you know agree to disagree but i think you're wrong yeah, well, I, I usually do that with the fuck you part, but I think we could probably do it better. Not running anytime soon. I mean, should should we correct them and say that there's a better way? Does anybody have thoughts on that? We don't have to necessarily roundtable it. Yeah. Is, does anybody have thoughts on whether we should do this differently and say, hey, it's it's not okay to put somebody down for not playing the game your way, and maybe there's a better way to have this conversation where you make a friend and you might find yourself in a position to be in bed with somebody that plays long ball yeah, like you, Bob and Nikki. You let or, them learn through pro process of elimination. Yeah, or just, well, yeah. I, you're sitting there by yourself masturbating, maybe that's the answer. I can say for us, when we first got into lifestyle, we met a couple and the first thing he said to us was, listen, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to fuck. So <laughs> if you wanna fuck, let's go, if you don't, I got nothing for you. Wow. He is still to this Ten day years later, my we're best still friend. friends. <laughs> wow. That long yeah. game can go a long way. And I'll tell you what, he was a very um, rough 
gruff person in the beginning and he is his personality has changed after you know meeting new people and things like that he is just one hell of a person and we do have the harder talks with him yes we have sat down with him and said listen probably not the best way yeah shut up yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true though it's true I'd imagine that Tiff and Rachel see it a lot. Do you guys ever challenge anybody on it and say, hey, wait a minute, uh, we got to do this? Smash! I have very, very little tolerance for rude, disrespectful, anyone who's going to judge anyone else. Very, very, very little little, little patience for it. Um, I'll, I'll say something right to their face, be like, uh, whatever you said was incorrect and you need to fix your shit. And then we'll walk away and let them fix their shit. <laughs> it took like three years, like literally three years. Uh, I didn't talk to it. Like there's a couple we see said, nope, because you need to fix your shit. I'll be happy to sit down and talk with them. But it's, it's just, it come with an ignorant attitude. That's not what the lifestyle should be about. Right. And just, like being LGBT, you know, there's, we're already like put in a different box than anyone else. Right. Um, lifestyle is, is like our home. It's our it's our family for so many different reasons. You guys are excluded, but everyone else is. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I just feel like we should all work to be inclusive. We should all work to be to be loving. Yes. I mean, physically and you know emotionally. It's just it should be our happy place. I think. Well, and I think when we're at a Springer event, we're we're usually in such a happy frame of mind that when when you get that kind of negative feedback, mm-hmm. it totally, it, it takes you out of all it the emotions yeah. that you're having that evening. And I dwell and, on it. Yeah. Oh, she totally dwells on it. I, I, I told her you get 10 seconds. We'll like get over this and then we'll still go have fun. But nope. <laughs> 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 I was like, why? Why would you say that? <laughs> we we're like, we don't play with guys. And then they just come up and grab our boots. I'm like, right. We're like, no, that's, Non-consensual. Not cool. Not cool. I'm going to have, like, some gay boys come grab you. You're not going to like it, are you? Come on, man. Not cool. Or maybe they will, and that's the problem. Maybe they will, and that's totally fine. Nothing wrong with that at all. Well, if I had to sum up what I've heard here from these amazing creators today is that there's nothing wrong with swinging as a, as a terminology. Maybe a little antiquated, but it certainly inspires yeah. images of fun in some people's heads, like mine. Um, but there's nothing yep. wrong with consensual non-monogamy or ethical non-monogamy either. You know, rock what you got and enjoy doing it. And if somebody has an issue with it, you can take my approach, which is two words and very direct, or you can take some of the longer approaches <laughs> out there to explaining to them their failures as a human and why should they crawl under the rock that they came from. Uh, <laughs> I think that I think that's actually a, a great way to sum that up. So I'm going to look to Nookie and Ryan here to see if we had any questions come in or if there's anything else that you wanted to add to cap this off. Yes, yes, a couple of things. Um, first of all, we're going to do um, a real quick, about three to five minute um, word from our sponsors. That would be me. Actually, <laughs> let me, I'm going to go ahead. Instead <laughs> of this, our commercial right? Like this is, <laughs> um, and then we do have some questions and there were a couple of things that I was listening to that I very specifically wanted to add things other than smart ass comments to. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, for those of you who are, uh, possibly new to the, uh, not cheating event or new to all of this, I'm Nookie 
and I run Dating Kinky. I'm the founder. And Dating Kinky is the producer of uh, It's Not Cheating. And um, one of the ways that we support what we do is we have a plus membership. And what is this plus membership? Well, the plus membership is a library. You get a Dating Kinky book every month with your membership. So yesterday, that was eight books. Today, we released the It's Not Cheating uh, book itself. And um, so now you have nine books in the library that you get immediately as you sign up. If you're ever unable to attend a Dating Kinky webinar, or if you missed any of the webinars from this event, um, you get those, you get the replays. So that includes video, uh, MP3 format, and it includes the chat, chat, chat transcript. I've been, I've been tripping over that today for some reason. More than that, though, especially here with Not Cheating, you also get access to the bonus content. We have um, an interview with Venus Cookholdress. We have a jealousy workshop. Um, we have a, a non-monogamy with kids talk coming up and a solo poly talk coming up. So there's that. Plus you get, if, you're, uh, if you sign up for a dating site, you also get exclusive uh, plus membership features on the dating site. Um, priority support from the amazing Dating Kinky team. That's me, Ryan and Elia are here on the chat as well. And then Celine, who usually runs the back end. <laughs> the back end. Yeah, and one of the books that you get is The Big Book of Ass, where you are going to learn all about spearfishing for poop sharks, the chocolate starfish, the Hershey Highway, all the wonderful things that you could do with butts. <laughs> butts are fucking awesome. So this plus membership runs you a whopping $5 a month. One, two, three, four, five. Not very many. That's less than a unicorn snot frappuccino. Um, <laughs> And it gets you so much, plus it allows us to get to the point we're working towards um, what my CFO Joe calls um, financial sustainability. We're a startup here, and he uses big words, financial sustainability. And he says, I will never reach financial sustainability if I give everything away, which is why we have commercial break. <laughs> like, Oh, wow, that makes sense, right? You know, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, $5 a month is what we ask. And if you cannot support us for whatever reason or you don't feel like you want to support us, um, there are so many other ways that you can help us without actually financially putting in any money. You can show up for these events and bring your friends. You can tell everyone on social media. You can put, like, if you want us to, we'll help you, like, paint your car and you can drive it around town. I mean, there are, there are just so many ways because really when it comes right down to it, a free member might be the boopsie of somebody else's dreams and we don't want to keep y'all apart. But if you do have that extra five bucks a month, we'll take it. <laughs> and on that note, um, Ryan should have put a link for the plus membership in the chat. Also, Ryan, make sure and put in a link for the not cheating so they can access the plus membership there. The not cheating page also has a 50 page sample of the new book. So you can read through that yeah, some of what you might get from all of this. Okay, so um, 
I'm going to first start with uh, something that you just asked, which was in this lifestyle, do you do we do we feel like we have a responsibility um, to call people out and educate them? And I, I have some thoughts on that um, because you know in the kink lifestyle we see a lot of the same types of behaviors, gatekeeping, and you're not kinky enough or whatever that might be. And um, I would say this: if you have the resources at that moment to call somebody out, absolutely do it. Um, but there are times and there are people who, and when confrontation is not gonna happen or it's not going to go well, if you put yourself into that confrontation, it's gonna ruin your evening or it's going to bring things down or you just aren't a confrontational type of person, I think that's okay. Um, it takes lovers and fighters to make up this wonderful world we're in. And I, I'm a scrappy person. I, I like to take people on. Um, so, you know, but I, I also realize that not everybody's like that, right? Like not everybody's ready to jump into it with a stranger and say, that was some really racist shit you just spouted. Um, check yourself. You know, like not everybody's going to do that. And I think that that's absolutely valid. Okay, so going on to some questions that we got. Uh, Hoppers um, said, do you guys think that there's a possibility of ever taking the word swingers back? Like taking it back from all of this misunderstanding and you know, 70s weirdness and so on and so forth? Or do you think it's had its day? I'll start the answer to that one. This is Mallory. So we intentionally chose that name for our podcast because of that. Um, as, a, as a way to identify with who we are and what we do, but also mm -hmm. paint a positive light behind the world that, that seems to be antiquated and very... Um, it, male affirmative like i don't know how to describe it the, the first time i said i was a swinger to somebody they're like so your your husband makes you do what <laughs> yeah. oh, no, no. oh i have the keys to the kingdom or the guys would say to me you let your wife do yeah. you let your wife do that? Yeah. i let i can't let her do shit she she wears the pants yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So i think there i think there is an opportunity and i think personally for us that's what we're trying to do is Right. Let's bring it back to a positive light. And my secret love of Austin Powers may have come out a little bit. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, I, I, what about what about the rest of you? Do, you? do the rest of you have some thoughts on that? I think it's on its way out. I think um, if I look at my experience and what we would so called swinging, it's been primarily a spiritual experience. And nothing about mm -hmm. the swinger conveys that. So not that... The technical terms like ethical non-monogamy are much better, but it's it's getting closer to what our experience is like. Tiffany, Rachel, what do you think? It, it seemed weird at first, but then we just thought that was just the term that was used. I think lifestyle has become more of a a term mm -hmm. that we see a lot. Yeah. LS, we're like, oh, welcome to LS, and mm -hmm. you know, on emails and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, you know, we're Sapphire Swingers, so that's our, that's our name. Because when we first got into it, we're like, oh, that's what it's called. 
Right. And I feel like the, the new terms have become like more, they've been evolving throughout the years, like ethical non-monogamy. I don't, I don't know if that was thrown around a lot in 2013. It might've been. I'm a really bad listener. I can't read either. So I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's know. negative. I, I mean, look, I'm fine getting rid of any of this stuff, but you know, we're, we just want to, you know, be correct with whatever is going on. But you know, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit antiquated, but we know what it means now. <laughs> I mean, we, we, tend, we tend to use lifestyle more often yeah, we and, do lifestyle more. and kind of like the pro tip, like if you're amongst vanilla people as well, but you say, do you know, do you know Ellis? And yeah. if, heard that, yeah, if people are familiar, then, then that's kind of an easy way to, that pick the swingers out. You know why I want to take it back, Nookie, it, personally, as as a lifestyle person, a non-monogamous person, is there's so many words in, in every language that create pain. So people mm -hmm. use them intentionally to create pain. And if we allow swingers to become a derogatory term, then it creates pain. I'm not going to give that to somebody on purpose. So do I think that we should take it back? Yeah, I do, because I don't want to give it to an asshole. Bob and Nikki, do you have any thoughts on that one? I agree with that. I, I, I hate to see, like, I've used the term before and said, oh, yeah, we're swingers. And somebody was like, oh, you're a swinger? You know, it's not a negative term. I mean, it, right. It's just a term. It's just a word. It doesn't have to be used negatively. So I agree. I would like to take it back. I mean, I'm yeah. one person. Mickey's one person. We're, we're probably not going to be able to do it on our own, but we use the term lifestyle more than swinger. We do. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I don't the challenge that, that I see on purpose. Yeah. The challenge that I see with that, though, is, and this is, this is what's really hilarious to me, is that um, in kink, they also call it the lifestyle. So, oh, yeah. you know, then we've got, you know, conflicting lifestyles. Not that I care one way or another. I mean, I'm happy, you know, hopping between and with and, you know, working with all of them. I mean, I don't really give a fuck. But, um, you know, the swinger, the swing set has a tendency to give the kinky people the side eye. They do what? They hit people. And the kinky people tend to like side eye the swingers. They just have sex for fun with anyone. Like it's like, come <laughs> on, like okay. Anyway, um, I, I think I think with I don't I don't I don't think swinging. I think there's a lot of misconceptions around swinging. I don't think I think lately it's not quite as tarnished as it used to be. Um, I think now that swinging is they're they're putting. It seems to me that they're putting more emphasis on consent. Um, verbal consent, active consent, that type of thing. And so for me, within like the past 10 years or so, it seems more positive from people in the know anyway. So for what it's worth. Well, I love that the sex positive that we hear so often. Sex yes. positive. Yes. And sex like, consensual. All the yes, yes, it's got to be consensual. Yes. Stop girls like boobies, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> And and speaking speaking of consensual, so September, the second weekend in September, our next big event like this is going to be focused on consent, boundaries, communication, and negotiation. So for those who might be interested in that, it's going to be called more than yes or no. 
So that's going to be a deeper dive into yeah. what does consent mean? How do we do this? How do we not do it when we feel like not doing it? Mm -hmm. And so on. Very important. It's so important. That's consent. Oh. It, it's everything. It Critical. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, if I can jump in. One of no, the um, negative associations that people have with the word swinger is that consent isn't important in the community. And I think you know while there might be outliers there might be some people who don't really understand the importance of consent right the vast majority of swingers really do get it and um so i i think you know people tend to imagine that we're just randomly jumping into beds and anyone can touch anyone and it's all cool um but that's not right. how the swinger world is now if it ever was that way um i'm certain yeah embraced consent and having those open conversations about you know safe sex and what are your limits and you know those things happen in the swinger world for sure it's not um just in the space of or poly that's that's what i'm thinking is that like it seems to me you know i've had experiences um for a couple of decades not like i've, I've never identified as a swinger but i've had swinging experiences off and on for several decades um and it seems to me, like I said, over the past decade, that consent has become far more of a focus in the swing community than it was prior. Even, even when you walk into a club, consent is more forefront than it used to be. So um, that makes a big difference to me um, as somebody who, you know, I, if, consent is a very big part of, you know, my kinky life. So... Um, it's definitely a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Kiss. That's great. I'm sorry to jump in real quick. Yes, you're right. Like the majority of people in lifestyle are so respectful. Like it's yeah. very, yeah. just very small amount of people that, that don't respect that you, how you are, your sexual orientation or whatever it is, or whether you want to play with them or not. For us, we found, we tell people how we play and they're very so thank you for bringing that up. I don't want to make it seem like guys are just groping us and stuff like that. No, respect. Is Nobody wants to touch this, believe me. <laughs> That's not true. Okay. Right, so. no. Kissed ask, I'm coming from a background of kink BDSM being the main thing I've done. So, and this is actually, this is not even an ask. This is a, a statement. Um, so I have some perceptions from the people at those events um kissed in the chat could you um maybe say if you know any of this conversation has given you more insight into swinging maybe versus kink or bdsm or maybe versus the perceptions that you've been given or had previously because you know to me the whole point of bringing so many different voices together from from non-monogamy and different perspectives is specifically so that we can learn these things about people who do things differently from us. Um, Hoppers said, and have you noticed a huge aversion to the word swingers or the concept of swinging from the younger generation? Anyone? Does it seem like an age thing or? No, I mean, for us, all our kids know what we do. Um, not explicitly. Not explicitly. The, the generalization <laughs> of what we do, right. <clears throat> our conversations aren't that in-depth. We, um, and our oldest is 28, and our youngest is 18, and 
Yeah. And we didn't we didn't have any of them surprised or you know. Oh yeah, and and you know they if they have boyfriends or girlfriends that come over to the house, we tell them too because we're open well, we with don't, what we do. We don't tell them. Our kids tend to warn them before they come here because we're just who we are. So I'm gonna say it's something. my house, and I'm not super explicit on anything. However, I can't keep him under control at all. So what comes out of his mouth, I can't. I, it is what it is. They know, so he's my they know to warn everyone that comes in our house. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, see, I, I, I think, you know, I think that right now, a lot of like, I haven't seen so many young people in swinger clubs, but I have seen and experienced a lot of young people creating, um, swingster like you know like hosted self-hosted parties where they're not like super bdsm and they're not like super swingy they're like a mix of all of the above you know like oh this feels good and we can hit each other too this is fabulous type <laughs> stuff we've seen um, more of them at hito lately uh more young yeah. people in the last year or two and what we found is they don't particularly care for labels yes yes but they don't necessarily combat it if you bring it to the table either yeah. and say this is who you are they don't they don't find right. it offensive or confrontational in any way but they just don't pull that word out of their back pocket i think i think that's a that's a that's a thing that we're seeing a lot in kink as well is um you know like they're like a lot of the older people are like you young kinksters get off my lawn <laughs> <laughs> You can't be a dominant baby boy <laughs> winger. This is not right. And um, okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> and the young people are like, "I'ma be what I want, Grandma." Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'm. I love the energy. I think it's great. You know. Yeah. Take it and mash it up. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I mean, if you're coming into my bedroom, you have to do it my way. But. You know, wherever you are, do it. It seems yeah. like we're gender accepted. Like, I mean, LGBT, you couldn't, you know, be out. You know, right. how was it to be a, you know, a gay teen? And like, I mean, I was a uh, gay teen in the 1960s, right? So, uh, <laughs> it was not easy. No. <laughs> like, luckily, we have so many allies. Like, I mean, like, I know like, a lot of the, the, the swingers or lifestyle are, are more, you know, bisexual and like fine with that but and they're more voting for it and they're they're happy with like us having the same rights as everyone which we should but it's like uh, everyone looks at stuff like if it's not my normal vanilla life it's weird and it's like who cares it's consensual it's 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 legal it's it's you know it's fine like and we're happy and we're fucking having a good time man join us yeah. you're gonna have a good time too yeah, yeah I, I i think it's great and um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we talked with Miss Snooky about um, how we went to some king parties, but we felt like we were a little like dressing up because we didn't feel like we were part of the yeah. king. And we're like, we'll dress up. But I was like, we felt a little weird, like not being like really kink. <laughs> you, you know what? I'll, I, I'll, I'll coach you. 
kinky right like you yeah yeah the, again the labels thing so weird yeah. so weird um rachel said um actually rachel has two things that i kind of want to pull up one was really early on and one just came through and i think that both of these can be addressed kind of similarly but the first one has a very specific question as well is i would love to hear about everyone's safer sex practices I use barriers for oral sex and folks look at me like I'm crazy. Then the second part is, the trouble is I'm finding most swingers I run into don't unpack their thoughts and feelings and emotions in this way. So my first, let's let's go to the safe sex thing, but to the other parts of it, it sounds to me like Rachel's not finding the right group for her right? Like the right tribe of swingers for her. But um, safe sex, tribe stuff, whatever. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, potentially. I mean, and I hate to say it, I don't think the use of, you know, oral uh, barriers are as common as we all like to believe, uh, even in our community who's mm -hmm. at times maybe a little more aware or educated on you know protection um and if if that if that's a must then yes you need to to get that out there and find your tribe um because yeah i, I would say it's rare i mean uh oral dams too. are rare i think that there are people that have been vocal advocates for it uh and i think it's a good idea i just think it yeah. it's something that's probably that's pretty damn rare but i think that's also rare in the vanilla world too, you go to a local bar, you yeah. hook up with somebody and somebody says, do you have a condom? They don't ask you if you have a dental dam or, or anything of the Right, of the and sort. if it goes back to, you know, when we're in our prepubescence and everyone remembers, you know, the imagery of putting a condom on a banana, but did ever, anyone ever like try to show you how to use a dental dam? Right. And right. Yeah, it's just not something that we're educated on unless we go seeking it out. Right, and all anybody did was laugh when I said, what if your dick's bigger than a banana? <laughs> they just thought it was funny i'm like no yeah. seriously no 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 no, no. i've heard people like that i promise um yeah no it's uh and i and you know in regards to unpacking our emotions the way we do you know i think that's a hundred percent spot on everyone here is a constant creator in one way or another which means we've had to sit down and think about how we want to articulate ourselves and our guests to those of you that are out there listening to what we create or in the case of Mike and Kate, what they what they write. And that's my favorite blog, by the way. Their blog is freaking fantastic. Oh, yeah. really, Absolutely, you know, they're brilliant. And she's hot. Yep. <laughs> she really is so hot. Exactly. But this hey, space, <laughs> yeah, it's this space, we're, we're good at it. And I think we could be better. And I think something, if we don't, as, as Nookie aptly put, we don't have a responsibility to fix anybody else's bad opinions or or bad interpretations of how we live our lifestyle. But maybe we could help people talk more about it by talking freely with people that we do meet and hoping in hopes that they do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I think that that's, um, anyone else have something they want to? So I want to echo the same thing, obviously, that Mickey and Mallory said. Um, in our seven years of swinging, we've had one encounter. And there's the, uh, like with oral sex, it's the only time that we've ever used, um, like, uh, I, I think it was saran wrap. 
and, uh-huh. that, and and that was a conversation that happened and it, that that it was unusual for us because that we had never we had never experienced yeah. that um mm-hmm. but thank, thank, thankfully for them because she's like i have this she's like the only way to do this safely is with that with right. the wrap. We're like thank you for just you know for t- disclosing that right yeah. like, responsible that's the way to do it like but but generally know. in swing like that doesn't that's like that's never anything you think about from an oral sex perspective like that's usually okay game on and then and then if, and then obviously for sex people use condoms for sex toys if you're going to share sex toys we use condoms yeah or, we use yeah yeah um but that was that was just one time in we, seven years and we generally feel a little a little safer because it's just the women like but that's not that's you know that's kind of a false idea like we should oh, super false uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um athena brought up uh in kink we have kink 101 classes although they're not mandatory um do swinger communities often offer swinger 101 for newbies yeah they're called orgies <laughs> <laughs> Or uh, <laughs> I was obviously kidding. Uh, yes, uh, there are those. There are some resources out there for that sort of thing. But more importantly, when and I know that there are there are kink events and lifestyle events. And most lifestyle events at lifestyle clubs, you get an introduction to the club from a couple that's used to it, that's been there before, and that talks about things that matter there, particularly things like consent. There's also in a lot of places. Uh, some great content that's been provided by the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom, which are no means no and consent matters signs that a lot of clubs around the country are putting up. So if, if it doesn't have a 101, you do have kind of a, a swinger Sherpa that can walk you through, you know, how to get around that club, how to interact, who, to, you know, what to do, what not to do, where to get a drink. And of course, a reminder that no means no and consent matters. Uh, the rest of that content for Swinger 101 probably falls on our shoulders as content creators to make sure that we're putting stuff out there for people. And we put out messaging for people like the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom to say, hey, go read up on this. These are people that know what they're talking about, that have been educated on it. Because at the end of the day, a lot of us in the lifestyle content creator space aren't experts. We've just been around the block a few times. Sure. Except Tiff, she's an expert. No. Yes. I was like, I was watching that hand on my promiscuity. Not an expert. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I think that that's valid. And I think that that's something that, you know, might be worth uh, looking into a little bit more. I do, it, it does feel like, and, and I could be wrong, you know, cause I'm not, I'm so not immersed in, you know, online swinger culture and the way that I am immersed in, in online kink culture, but it seems to be like there's more sharing of experiences in swinger culture and maybe not quite as much education. Like when I go search for books about swinging, like there's so much like there's a lot a ton of books about kink and not quite as many about like how to swing um but maybe it's just they're not being found as well which in and of itself could be potentially an issue like if i go out there and i say how do i swing well you know and then you have to filter out the things that are like about swing sets or whatever yeah and swing dancing and like i mean and herein lies part of the problem maybe it's just it's more difficult to find them but Ah, that's something interesting. I do know um, several people have been talking in the chat about 
having swingers show up at kink venues and maybe they were a little handsy or whatnot. I actually had that happen at my venue. There was, um, there were two couples that came one night and they seemed to be very handsy and so on and so forth. And, um, I spoke to a, a friend of mine who was a local swinger and had been for 30 years. And he said, Oh, they've been kicked out of every swing club they've gone to. Yeah. Um, exactly that kind of behavior. So, that that could also be a thing. They still identified as swingers, though, and so there's there's that. You know, now okay, now they're coming over and they're seeing if they can get the sex in the place with the weirdos. Um, I'm not saying that's everybody, but you know, there's definitely you know some potential there. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we have hit our time limit and how wonderful is this? You guys have been amazing. I knew you would be. Um, Brian, please make sure and give everybody's links in the chat room. Um, you know, thank you, thank you all. You all have been so freaking brilliant and I really hope that those who came in here, you know, kind of wondering a little bit about swinging have gotten, you know, a real feel for what this is all about um, from, people who are doing this thing as opposed to, hey, did you hear about them? They have parties. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for those of you who are curious about this as a potential lifestyle choice or continuing it as a lifestyle choice, um, maybe you, you learned a little bit more and you thought that, oh, there's a, a few more ways to do this than you thought before. So thank you, thank you all very much. And thank all of you in the chat, the attendees who have chosen to spend this time with us because, you know, that's a huge honor that you chose to spend a part of your afternoon. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful.